0: Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I did not know. This will just prove to you I do pay attention to your
1: newscast, by the way. I know you do. Uh, Every time. Every word. In fact, I think you go home and listen to them after on a, a loop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put it on my uh, Walkman. <laughs> I have a cassette Walkman. Oh, man. That I like. <laughs> With your cost pro Four double a headphones <laughs> so i like the little foam ones yeah those those ones the ones. remember
0: yeah. those little foam uh the, 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 i don't even know how
1: you call them headphones
2: yeah they're little c- circles of, of foam. oh those
1: were telex yeah. headphones They'd were those the telex peep 364 they were two, the 364 yeah. dash double a yeah, that's z what, that's what i thought point two so here's what i uh learned in the newscast today I didn't
0: know that Labor Day started in the Pullman neighborhood.
1: Well, the, what it resulted, Labor Day resulted from what happened in the workers' strike in 1894 there. Uh, and it was uh, quite a very tense situation. A number of workers actually were shot and killed. Uh, during that uh, labor strike, and it upset the rail system in the country. Mail wasn't delivered, right. goods and services weren't delivered, and finally, as a way to end the strike, uh, Congress and President Grover Cleveland came to an agreement and said, okay, uh, let's end the strike here, but we will now set aside a national holiday to honor labor and observe Organized, those yeah. who work in uh, the labor industries yeah. like that. Thus, Labor Day. Never knew that that would be a good far flung forecast. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've done we've done stories on that and we'll be doing stories on it uh, throughout the weekend here on WGN and it's it, it uh, let me just say it really is amazing to see what the National Park Service and the state of Illinois have done at the Pullman site down there on 111th and oh, Cottage Grove, the, old, the Roseland neighborhood. Yeah,
0: that's an amazing
1: Tour oh to, to tour that wow. neighborhood yeah
0: look at the old row houses yep. and the yep. old hotel and mm-hmm. the
1: whole deal there it's, and now what they did with the old administration building for the new visitor center yeah incredible it's just amazing yeah it's nice well I learned
0: I learned that in the newscast today and I also learned. That every time you say Grover Cleveland, I think of the Muppets. (laughs) Just Grover. I think of our Muppet president, Grover. (laughs) Just call him Grove. Grover Grover Cleveland from the Muppets. (laughs) And the first lady, Miss Piggy. I love them all. (laughs) Happy Bike the Drive Day. I uh, am looking out the window here at the beautiful WGN building on East Wacker Drive. Watching people frolicking to and fro on DuSable Lakeshore Drive, enjoying the uh, drive. Any incidents this morning at all, Shawnee?
1: No, none. That, Anything uh, unusual? None to uh, speak of in terms of uh, on bike to drive. Anybody? Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody have their clothes on? <laughs> Sometimes that'll happen sure. during a bike ride. People will
1: take all their clothes off. Jessica was telling me that uh, there were some reports of people in various. Costumes and that sort of thing, which is, uh, but uh, in terms of being fully clothed, yeah, I think uh, I haven't heard anything otherwise. That's got to be uncomfortable to be in a costume, to wear, yeah, to ride all the way from Fifty Seventh Street up to Hollywood, or vice versa, depending on where you start. Right, right. But
0: I I think I would, uh, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want a costume. Costumes are traditionally very uncomfortable, (laughs) especially if you have a mask on.
2: And if yeah. you have those pant legs, too, you watch out and get caught in the chain. Caught in the chains. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. you go flying over your handlebars.
0: On the other hand, riding your bike naked, also very dangerous. <laughs>
2: yeah. More <laughs> uncomfortable than dangerous.
0: Well, <laughs>
2: <laughs> depends. Or embarrassing. Yeah. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Dep- depends.
0: You know, they do have that naked bike ride every year. It was right. uh, like a month ago or something like that. They that's a
1: national thing
0: it is they have it they have it here in other cities oh yeah yeah oh yeah i was at a friend's house years ago who lived on michigan avenue at the time and uh you know we're having a lovely evening of cocktails and conversation because that's the kind of groups that i hang out in uh and somebody said oh my gosh look out the window and hundreds of naked people were <laughs> biking down michigan avenue And I said, that can't be comfortable. (laughs) It's true. On a good day, being on a bicycle seat is not comfortable.
1: (laughs) On a fully padded day. Didn't you ride your bike a lot, though, when you were growing up? Not naked. (laughs) Didn't you ride, I'm growing up, I was on my bike all the time. I rode to school, I rode around the neighborhood, we had bike races. Yeah, nonstop. Yeah. Schwinn Typhoon a Schwinn Typhoon Ooh, Schwinn I had a Schwinn ray. Traveler I had a Traveler Ooh Stingray was cool I had cool. a Stingray with the banana seat mm, Stingray yeah. was cool You were uh you were the man in
0: the neighborhood
2: Oh I was you know
0: it <laughs> I had uh, what was called the monkey bars Oh yeah oh, yeah the yeah, yeah the big high handlebars kind of like right? chopper you know like mm-hmm. chopper handlebars uh because I also had a bite uh, a paper route and we used, oh, you could put the the bag where you would throw the papers. You used to them. tie these enormous. I I swear, these people that used to have kids. Do kids even still do that? By uh, paper routes, I them? guess they. Yeah, I have friends I that see, had Their kids did it. I see. I see grownups in their cars at three o'clock in the morning.
1: That's because their kids won't get out <laughs> and deliver the papers. But uh, back in the day, it was like slave labor.
0: You had to get to go to the newspaper place. Tie up your newspapers with uh, rubber bands. The green rubber bands, remember them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, pack them into your canvas bag. Attach it to your bike. You must have had like 50 newspapers in this bag. And then you're riding through the neighborhood, tossing the papers on people's roofs and <laughs> <laughs> in their bushes. Now, you know,
1: <laughs> you know. I just learned something new here myself. Mm-hmm. I never knew you had a paper route oh, yeah.
0: when you grew up. Oh, yeah. I was rolling in the money back then. I'm pretty sure I made like a dollar or something like that. Nice. <laughs> slave labor. I'm telling you, it was slave labor.
1: I don't know how... Uh... I actually helped a friend with a paper route. How's that? Well, he just needed some help delivering the papers, you know, and he had a lot of houses to cover, so we helped him do right, it. I like think he split it us, up. Yeah, he gave us 50 cents or something no, like that's that. not bad. No. But we. I can remember, boy, after school, there was a time... Four or five different guys delivering papers: oh, yeah. the Tribune, oh yeah, uh, the Sun Times, Chicago of course, the, the Hammond Times, uh, the, which is now the Northwest Indiana now, Times. We have the Chicago Sh- American. Remember Chicago Today,
0: Chicago Today, mm-hmm.
1: right? Daily News, the
0: afternoon, and and also uh, the Southtown Economist the,
1: and the Economist, right. yeah Yeah, we delivered all those horrible job (laughs) horrible did you have to go far from home to get the papers and then bring them back well the paper the agency if you
0: will was two blocks from my house so that oh that wasn't bad okay uh, that wasn't bad and then my route was you know like me i don't know like a four square square block every day
1: every day rain rain or shine rain or shine yep Slave labor, I tell you. <laughs> and then you had people standing on their front porch yelling why you were late or you didn't. They didn't get their paper or yesterday. They didn't
0: like the, exactly where you threw the or paper. or where you threw the paper. Hey, you try riding this bike with all these newspapers on in here. And, <laughs> you know, you're just you're just trying to keep things moving. They they wanted you to <laughs> set it in a put it in a certain place and after a while i wanted to put it in a certain place too
1: well now that i know that i that you once had a newspaper route i have a new name for you hmm. i'm going to call you arnold now what do you mean arnold because arnold was the guy on the Flintstones that delivered the paper <laughs> to fred's house so you're arnold
0: okay and now okay. this is
1: you're arnold all right it's also
0: a, a sweat hog name so.
2: <laughs> yes so a oh, yeah. so that's good i like
0: that that wasn't my worst job as a kid uh my wor- the worst job that i had as a kid remember those uh, ice cream carts you still see these carts where they oh, yeah. it's like a bicycle right oh the, yeah, yeah it's an ice cream thing in the on the front uh the, sure i had i had that for a short time also as hmm. one of my did early. you have the dry ice in
1: the uh i think so the big compartment where, they, where the ice cream and popsicles were I'm stored uh, i'm sure i must have and that was great to dump that out in a mud puddle and watch the watch steam, steam rise. Yeah. Mm-mm. A horrible, what fun in the summer! Another slave labor
0: job. <laughs> you wonder why I am the way I am today.
1: Oh, well, there are other reasons. It,
0: it was an upgrade when I got the job bagging potatoes at the AP, <laughs> taking a hundred pound bag of potatoes and turning them into five pound bags. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this has turned into a therapy session here. here at the,
1: so the bike the drive what times are going on till till noon it started uh well they they closed off the drive at six this morning yeah. the bikes uh, began at 6 30 but uh that will go until uh, noon today okay beautiful day for it too hey i'll have time because we have a short show we're we're into short show
0: season yep you're just gonna week.
1: just take a bike over there and kind of get on lakeshore drive uh, maybe thing. i'll get me one of those divvies oh okay
0: <laughs> how does that work
1: how does it work? Yeah. Oh, you well, you go to. I've a never city. rented one. You do I to a do bike d- stand and then oh, my and credit credit card in it? Yeah, oh, and okay. then you can return it. You know, it, there's a number. It it can read your card and where you got the bike. And uh, well, most people just return. dump them in the middle of anywhere, don't they? <laughs> yep. <laughs> that and the scooters. You know, I've seen scooters around my neighborhood that have just been on the sidewalk, They're just abandoned. They dump They're them. They're just anywhere. left there. Yeah. And there was one not far from where I live that was there for like three days on the sidewalk. Do people just leave them? What what what's the, what's I, the deal I don't with that I protocol? Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I like when you do your Seinfeld though.
0: What's the deal with the, well, scooter- what's, the deal what's the deal with, the deal with the <laughs> What's the deal with the scooters?
2: <laughs> You're not really scooting, <laughs>
0: especially, especially not on these scooters. Aren't they electric? Yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh i uh i hit a new level uh, quite an honor uh somebody on social media uh posted a uh thing saying that i am anti-cyclist oh nice dean
1: Richard- oh because you've been complaining about all the bike lanes yeah and- here's the here's the exact quote dean richards is
0: no not uh what is that i can't even read my, whole, my own writing oh dean richards is no friend of chicago's cycling community because <laughs> I have been complaining about the bike lanes, and mostly I've been complaining about the, uh, the cyclists who ignore you traffic know, the, signals. They want to share the road, but they don't want to follow the rules. So you wind up almost hitting them over and over I've again.
1: I've done that more than once. Yeah,
0: so, yeah, I am no friend of that. Uh, ride your bikes all you want. I, I, I'm, I'm a supportive of Bike to Drive. It, you know It doesn't get in anybody's way. It's perfectly safe. It's apparently... Very pleasurable, but when you start going from the far right lane and cutting in front of three lanes of vehicular, motor vehicular traffic just out of nowhere, you put yourself in a great deal of danger and you put all the motorists who would be liable if something happened. They would be the ones that have to pay for it. Yep. I'm no friends of the people who don't pay attention to the roads. You want to be on the streets pay attention to the you, you have to follow the rules well, stop too. signs and lights apply as well that's what i am a friend of everybody getting along on the roads not just all this you know, like crazy stuff We're running through red lights and cutting over from the right lane to the left lane and the scooters are doing the same thing yes, now too. Are. oh yeah
3: yeah
1: everybody get well, out, well, get out yeah. of my streets this Imagine. is the old guy's corner now
0: you're,
2: you're promoting order <laughs> crazy how about that it's craziness
0: <laughs> craziness i tell you
2: <laughs>
1: you're really getting grumpy <laughs>
0: <laughs> getting <laughs> where have you been for the last 20 years 40 years um yeah so anywho that's uh, we, so we start a short show season this week we're off at 10 30 because of Northwestern football, Andy, is that, that is right? correct.
2: The uh, season opener, ten thirty pregame, eleven o'clock kick in Piscataway, New Jersey, against oh. Rutgers.
0: I like when you make up city names like Schwani does during yeah. the far-flung forecast. It's just Piscataway. What is it?
1: It's just Piscataway. Piscataway. Yeah. Boy, this is going to okay. That's the next. That's next week's okay. far-flung forecast. Cool.
0: I had some Piscataway with uh, scallops and uh, Parmesan cheese. <laughs> that was delicious. Deep fried. <laughs> deep fried. <laughs> Anything deep fried is good. Delicious. All right. So that means the short show means everything gets abbreviated. Uh, so we'll talk to Dr. Kevin Most coming up at 930, like we always do. Short uh, uh, version with Dr. Kevin Most this week. And then we went through the archives this morning and we tracked down an interview that we did in 2017 with Jimmy Buffett. Mm. Uh, I was uh, heartbroken at the news that he had passed away when I read about it yesterday morning. And uh, he was only 76 years old, which makes it all the more heartbreaking. And um, we uh, now have learned a cause of death, which I'll share with you coming up uh, in a few minutes when we play back that interview. A quick break and uh, today's far-flung forecast coming up. (laughs) time once again for your far-flung forecast. Everything is abbreviated today. Schwanee, hit it.
1: (laughs) Okay. When I nod my head, you hit it. Uh, Well, good morning, everyone. Get out your compasses and protractors and devices because we are heading to New England today, to Falmouth, Massachusetts. Formed in 1660, officially incorporated in 1686, but there's a lot of seafaring activity that goes on there, including being the home of the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institute, which won Dr. Robert Ballard. What are you talking about today? What, the Woods Hole Oceanographic <laughs> this Institute? This the whole thing. I'm... It's the home of the in- Institute. And it is also the group that led the first Titanic expedition oh. thirty eight years ago Just this past that. Friday. I should have just said Dr. that Doctor Robert Ballard dis- discovered the uh, Titanic Uh, 38 years ago, September 1st, 1985. But it was an expedition from the Oceanographic Institute under Dr. Ballard's direction that uh, uh, made that happen. And, of course, now we've seen many expeditions out to the Titanic that sank in 1912. Falmouth, Massachusetts, has some nice weather today. They are uh, 72 degrees, partly cloudy. up in
0: uh, about 15-20 minutes, my uh, one-on-one conversation with now the late Jimmy Buffett. Makes me sad to have to say that. But uh, what great music, what great memories uh, that he left for us. Jimmy Buffett in a few minutes. Dr. Kevin Most right now, Chief Medical Officer, Central DuPage Hospital. Uh, Kevin, good morning. Nice to have you on with us as always. Uh, Real quick, the uh, Jimmy Buffett website this morning is reporting that the cause of Jimmy Buffett's death, Merkel cell skin cancer. How, how common is that? How, how concerned should we all be with something like that, with the super hot weather and being out in the, the sun, I presume is what causes that, right?
4: Absolutely, Dean. And you know, it's not surprising. And I mean, I think he even admitted how much time he spent out in the sun and the interesting thing about Merkel cell is it's, uh, when we think about cancer and we say, we talk about melanoma, right, and it's, it's dark, it's a different color, it's oddly, it's oddly shaped. Merkel cell is a little bit different. They're usually flesh-colored, and they're usually on the face and neck. So it's a really one that um, if you start to see a bump on your face, even if it's a normal skin color, it certainly is something to look at. And not so much the heat-related but how much time we spend in the sun and having a weakened immune system will certainly call, mm. cause this.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, he was uh, hospitalized earlier this year. They never really disclosed what it was, but now they're saying that he was being treated for skin cancer uh, at that time. And now now we learn through his website that this was uh, apparently his cause of death. So people are going to be out in the sunshine uh, anytime this week is is going to be, uh, you know, sunny weather. Uh, Cover yourself, uh, use the uh, protection, the skin uh, lotions and uh, all that. Those are the things that how you can protect yourself, right?
4: Absolutely. You know, you probably get it right on the head there is unfortunate of his death and the cause of his death. But if we can take this as a reminder to protect ourselves, the impact of his death will be making, you know, more people be safer going forward. And the importance of putting on sunscreen, even on young kids. Probably yeah. one of the biggest things is we put sunscreen on ourselves. We forget about our kids and then also making sure we reapply it to the children after they've been out. And certainly if they're in a swimming pool and they come back out to put that on. So, you know, unfortunately on his death, uh, Merkel cell grows rapidly. So not surprising that it was just a couple of years that he had this. Um, but please, uh, protect yourself, protect your skin. It's the biggest organ in our body and the most important defense system we have.
0: Yeah, so uh, the cases of COVID are continue to rise. Are we at a point of alarm with this yet?
4: No, not an alarm, but certainly awareness. Yeah, you know, we all have to understand that the, the cases are creeping up again. Hospitalizations are creeping up. Nowhere near where we were last year, but they certainly are going up. with a couple of new strains out there, we're a little concerned. And then you couple that with, you know, the booster and where do we stand with the booster and when will the fall booster be out? All of those give the uncertainty of what should we do next.
0: So uh, what should we be doing next? I keep hearing that we may be going back to masking in order to protect ourselves and protect others who may be around us. Uh, is is does it look like it's headed in that direction
4: well i don't think we're going to see a federal or cbc mandate uh, masking unless the hospitals get to a point of being stressed i certainly think that you are going to see employers make that determination based more on their work uh, force and the extent of the expansion of their workforce getting ill there's a couple hospitals in new york that have gone back to mandatory masking um, but for the most part, I think we're going to be watching it. I don't think the general public would take it well, knowing that we all have a little bit of immunity and pretty much uh, many of us have very good immunity. It's the uncertainty of this new strain and whether immunity will be taxed uh, as we try to fight this one off.
0: And we are weeks away from a new COVID vaccine, which would address this new strain, correct?
4: Well, we're hoping, right? So the new uh, vaccine that's coming out probably third week in September, so just like you said, a couple weeks away, is going to be based on the XBB strain, which is the predominant strain going into the spring and early summer. Now, since then, we've had two strains that have popped out, EG5 and BA2.86. Those are strains of concern right now because there were so many mutations in these strains, but they're concerned that they may be able to evade the immune system that we have in the vaccine, that is unknown at this point. We should not be overly concerned because these strains are coming from XBB. So as far as a lineage point of view, we have much better protection with this vaccine than we do with our flu shots. Uh,
0: the the minute uh, you come on the air each week, have the uh, phone lines go nuts with questions. Uh, mostly about vaccines. Uh, here's one. If you have received five COVID vaccines, but not the most recent booster, do they still provide protection if you should get COVID?
4: Okay. So when you say the most, when they say the most recent booster, that would mean the BA4, BA5. If they got that, you know, which could have, they could have got it as early, or as late as last year at this time. If they got the the next booster as well, when we opened it up to, for a second booster in like late May, early June, um, you're still about as good as you're going to be able to get. I would certainly get the XBB when it opens up in two weeks. But certainly individuals right now, I would say unless you are highly immunocompromised or concerned about something going on, I would wait a couple of weeks to get the newest vaccine, which is a little bit more precise as to what we're seeing in the community.
0: Uh, another text from 847, uh, my daughter tested negative three times this week, was fully vaccinated, uh, but tested positive on Friday night. Can a test identify the new strain?
4: But that's a, the way the question is asked is very interesting, right? Can it identify the new strain? It can't identify that this is the new strain, but it still is available to identify that you have COVID. Now, you may be splitting hairs right there, but it's actually one of our biggest concerns right now is from the surveillance side. We don't know how many of these new strains are out there because people are testing at home, testing positive, and we're not going on to do the genetic lineage. So it certainly could be the new strain. And As a matter of fact, if you were a gambling individual, you would probably think that it was, but that's still, you do everything that you normally would, isolate, you know, watch your symptoms. If your symptoms get worse, make sure you get into the doctor because Paxlovid, which we still have doses available in the state of Illinois, actually helps shorten the duration of this illness.
0: Yeah, boy, I sure never thought we we're going to be talking about this uh, again. But I, I, <laughs> no guess, that, I guess that's the, just the nature of this. As, as you've said uh, before, this is something we're going to have to live with from now on. So uh, I guess it's going to come and go. So we'll uh, get, keep you posted. We'll keep uh, Dr. Kevin Most uh, close by to answer questions. Kevin is the chief medical officer at Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. Kev, have a great Sunday. Appreciate all the info as always.
4: Dean, we'll talk soon.
0: Thank you, sir. I know, wrong That's a, a, just a song that turned Jimmy Buffett, a quirky kind of folk singer, into a, a mogul. Uh, that uh, created a brand, created uh, a clothing line, uh, restaurants, uh, you name it. Have mostly created a lifestyle of just enjoying life, uh, you know, sipping a, a margarita, uh, not taking life too seriously. That's what Jimmy Buffett uh, wound up representing, uh, especially with this song. February 1977 is when it came out, uh, Margaritaville. Jimmy Buffett died yesterday at the age of 76 years old. His family issued a statement saying that Jimmy passed away peacefully, surrounded by family, friends, music, and his dogs. He lived his life like a song till the very last breath and will be missed beyond measure by so many. Uh, Jimmy was uh, especially... uh, At first they did not... uh, Uh, Announced the cause of death, but this morning uh, the Jimmy Buffett website uh, did announce that the official cause of death, that he died at his home in Sag Harbor, New York, and he actually died on uh, Friday, uh, died of Merkel skin cancer, Merkel cell skin cancer, something from which he uh, suffered for uh, quite some time now. I actually had to cancel appearances. Uh, earlier in the year as a result of it. Uh, in lieu of flowers, Buffett's family are asking fans to make donations to Jimmy Buffett's Foundation singing for a change to the Brigham and Women's Hospital, the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and MD Anderson Cancer Center. So uh, it's it's a, just a, a sad, sad story because nobody... Uh, represented living life to its fullest and not sweating the small stuff more than uh, jimmy buffett and we here in chicago have a a special place as jimmy had a special place for chicago going back to the 1960s when he was a regular at the old quiet night uh folk music club where he would go and play and where he struck up a friendship with uh, another chicago favorite uh, the great steve goodman it was uh steve that uh, passed along his love of the chicago cubs to jimmy buffett and uh, where jimmy buffett became the first person ever to do a concert at wrigley field in honor of uh, steve goodman and he would go on to perform there uh, many times uh, over the years so uh, chicago uh, meant something to jimmy buffett and uh um, I thought uh, today we would go back for an interview that I did with Jimmy Buffett back in 2017. His uh, a play that was based on his music called "Escape to Margaritaville" had just opened in Chicago. In fact, this what you're going to hear is the opening night. Uh, we were there to see the show, and during intermission, uh, we uh, got to go backstage with our cameras and our microphones. And we talked uh, with Jimmy Buffett about the, the play, about the musical, about his life, about Chicago, the great Jimmy Buffett. Explain to me, um, you know, what it's like for you. You've seen the show many, many, many times. Mm-hmm. And here we are at intermission right now. So what, yeah. you, you took notes. What, what are you thinking?
5: Well, first thing, all, they're on tonight. I mean, you know, I've, I do this for a living, too, in and, and, and another, and another phase of it. But it's been such an incredible thing. Um, few people don't. It's it's been a five year project basically. So from the you know kind of idea to inception to to production and stuff. So and getting here, it's just uh, part of me. I still can't believe I'm out there watching it because it's very strange to see other people do your songs. But then the other thing is the incredible way that our writers and and everybody involved kind of got got the essence of of what it really is is a simple story about escapism and uh I watch the audience and then um it just it thrills me on one side to go, I can't believe it's here and it's 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 really doing well and you know we're on our way to Broadway and who would have ever thought.
0: Your wildest in your wildest dreams, could you have ever imagined that, you know, this would have happened with all your
5: songs? Not until I saw other things. I've always been a musical theater, a lover of musical theater and, and lover of plays. Really? And living around New York, uh, I've always gone to the theater for a long time. And I saw things that and people would say to me, you know, well, you know, you, you could do one of those. The Marguerite could be a musical. And it kind of came from other people's suggestions. It wasn't something I was driven to do. So, uh, on that
0: note, I saw you uh, last week with Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. he came out and joined you for the curtain yeah. call. And that you had seen Hamilton about six times, nine, and not nine times, <laughs> and once once from the production booth, right?
5: Well, I did it a couple of times because uh, you know I've, I've been uh, lucky enough to have been shepherded by the Nederlander Organization for a long time. I knew Jimmy Senior back 32 years ago. He had literally offered me a one man show on Broadway but things didn't work out but I always had a connection in Jimmy Jr and ran Poplar Creek so I've had a you know a long love affair with Chicago and then and, and theater and things that went on down here so when it when all of that kind of came together I thought you know it, yeah this could happen and uh and it just you know it kind of worked and then other people as I said were were more kind of uh interested and kind of had, had the passion to do it and uh, I just followed along as a writer of it. it's an incredible thing to kind of get involved with yes. this
0: talk to me a little bit about your love affair with Chicago I mean it it, it goes yeah,
5: back it goes back to the day right to the day I mean uh, Richard Harding uh, had a club on Belmont called The Quiet Night I remember it well. and I, I played a uh, they used to have like uh, showcases for talent and my manager had one in, in Nashville and Richard came to it and he had some other accent and, and who knows why well, Richard kind of saw something in me and, and booked me to come up and in those days he as the opening act at the at the at the quiet night. You you played for a month, but the headliners uh, came every week. So I saw an incredible num- amount of talent and met an incredible number of people at the same time. You cut to Steve Goodman was rising, John Prine was here, Bonnie Kolak, the Holstein Brothers. So I immediately fell into a crowd that were local Chicagoans that kind of adopted me, and from there, you know, sitting in the bleachers that. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> Well, the old Field. quiet night was right down the street. It was Walt, right at Belmont and Sheffield. Why, as, yeah. the, as the opening, 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 opening act, I went on at seven, <laughs> so did, the games might have been over at five. Right. So yeah. I'd get a buzz on in the stands, and go take a nap, and go to work.
0: <laughs> why, why do you think that uh, Chicago connects so well with with your music? I mean, this, you know, this Margaritaville vibe, this,
5: uh, you know, Key West kind of vibe. In, in, <laughs>
0: Chicago, you Chicago is
5: really—it's a beach town. It is a beach town. You know, when I first came here, I mean, I'm supposed to know something about geography, but the, but the one thing it was when I came here the first time, there's Lake Michigan. The beaches on Lake Michigan are incredible, and I, I think that there is, there, is an, there is a connection to, to open water, there's, and there's a great Midwestern work ethic, and the fact of it is that people, when they work hard, tend to play hard. And many people from here that I knew at that time... In the middle of February, if they've got the means, they get to Florida. And I'd run into them. I just looked at license plates in Key West and where they were from. <laughs> Illinois, Ohio, yeah. Michigan. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. You know, so I was getting them on one end when they are on vacation. So when I came out to work here, I just, I just kind of fell in love with every, every kind of aspect of this city.
0: And now it's back to Wrigley Field this summer. You know, yes, right? we're
5: coming back. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm honored to be, a, be yeah. in, invited back because yeah. that was a good one last year. Yeah, sure will. I don't, it always, I don't know how sure we can top that, but I'm gonna try. Yeah, it's always, it's always good. It's but always it, good. it's great to, to be in Chicago with this show on the way to Broadway. And this is what they all say here. You know, if it, this is where you know whether you got it or not. You know, and uh, you never know what the public's going to buy, but I think we got a good shot. And thanks to everybody to in Chicago for yeah. coming
1: that means that we're off early today. Mhm. Very good observation.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm looking forward
0: to it or anything. Arnold, <laughs> uh we're off at ten- the show ends at 10:30 uh, today. We begin football preemption season, right? <laughs>
1: football preemption mm. season. <laughs> so we're off
0: at 10:30 this week, we're off at 10:30 next week. And then uh, Andy's uh, little friends Hamp and OB. <laughs>
2: Little yeah. I'm little compared to them. Come on, <laughs> they're not little. They're I think this is the year that you get tough with them.
0: <laughs> no, I think this is the year. On the, what's what's their first show next week? Oh, uh, next week. Next, next yeah. week. Bears I Packers. think you start o'clock. the show. You start the show. Going, look, you two mopes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to take any blank from either of you this year.
3: You I'm not sit over
0: there under the table. You sit over there and shut up. <laughs> you These sit over there and shut to. up. I will tell you when to talk.
2: So we'll definitely be testing the strength of those double paned windows we have in that studio right there. <laughs> Can they support the human body?
0: <laughs> this is the year that Andy gives it right back to them. Can't wait. All right, so uh, we're off at 10.30. Now, now, Shawnee, do you continue to do the news? No, because we, well, have, a, we have
1: a pregame at 10.30, and the game uh, starts at 11, and, and we go uh, straight
0: through. Mr. Cat Dave Ennett takes over, right, right? at 10.30? Yes,
1: so you're off, too. Well, I am, but I am. I was talking to Andy. I will be, <laughs> <Yes>. oh. Okay, <laughs> yes, I was talking I to Andy. Settle down. <laughs> okay, i right. We'll get back right. to you. <laughs> okay, Arnold. We'll <laughs> get back Thank to you in a second. In a second. relax. Yeah. Wait your turn. We can talk
0: to other people on the show, I too. was going
1: to compliment you on the Jimmy Buffett interview, too. It was a wonderful interview. Thank you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but shut up anyway. <laughs> Andy, so you'll be off, too. I will be off, too, yes. So let's do this. Let's At 1030, we'll just go down on Wacker Drive and continue to do the show. Why not? We can go on the kayaks. We'll put... Uh, no, we sit in front of the building. Oh, perfect. We put a big uh, hat or something down on the ground. <laughs> We make a, we make a little side bunny. Oh, nice! I'll insult twenty for a half an hour, and he can. I'll keep an eye on the cash. Keep an eye on the cash.
1: people walk by and we'll say hi we're doing a show on wgn swanny before the show
0: before the show started today uh unveiled a little newsroom dance that he does (laughs) yes he did (laughs) andy (laughs) and i both uh and jess that's worth a couple of bucks the three of us witnessed something we'll never
1: ever be able to unsee now and he's doing it again
2: (laughs) is he really yes look at
1: you look at you well you brought up one of my favorite 60s groups I had to do the twist. All right. Show continues at 1030 on Wacker Drive.
0: Be there. <laughs> Lord, what have I unleashed? This is the song that we were talking about in the newsroom before the show. And Chwani broke into his little dance. And you're, you're like a hullabaloo dancer oh, in there now. I'm young again. I love this song. Have you ever heard this in your life before, Andy? This will be a first.
1: It is such Mm -hmm. a Mm -hmm. feel-good summer song.
0: I remember remember this song. Gary Lewis and the Playboys. Mm -hmm. Andy, this would be the son of Jerry Lewis.
2: Ah, okay.
0: Gary Lewis and his group, the Playboys. Uh, I like the band because any band that's got an accordion player in it (laughs) is my kind of band. I wish Bruce Springsteen would get an accordion player. <laughs> you know what I like to see? Pink up on the wires <laughs> with an accordion. With an accordion. <laughs> Anybody can go up there and turn upside down and tumble and sing.
1: You play an accordion, play the accordion up accordion there with it.
0: Yeah, that's something. That's a lookout below kind of thing. Wow, it's sure. It is. Is. Man, did we ever tap into a Schwani nerve with that <laughs> one?
1: I love that song. I see we're doing it's... a dance segment at our Tree Time show this year. <laughs> And then uh, then another favorite from that era, Sugar and Spice and Everything Nice by the Crying Shame, Chicago's one. own Crying Shames. Yeah, that's a good one. You don't have to yell at me. It's okay. I'm not. I'm just, just being enthusiastic. I can hear you. It. We have microphones. <laughs> we have
0: electronic amplification. Yeah. I can hear you. <laughs> Settle down. By the way, the Tree Time Show apparently is going to be, it's right around the corner now. Hmm. November, what do we say, 5th?
1: uh yes right, right? fifth the we fifth. had other dates were involved but i believe it is yes yeah,
0: right. we've, we've changed the date about six yeah. times so far
1: okay. something like that
0: but uh for right now uh, put everyone put it on your social calendars uh that's the day that we unveil the new dance called the schwan <laughs> <laughs> everyone do the schwan No, the
1: schwanee the schwanee the schwanee I can see every. We can play that song and everybody just getting up and dancing at the at the tree time, because usually tree time. The only time that people usually get up is when the pizza arrives. Right, exactly.
0: (laughs) The Lou Malnati's. So we're off early today. We're off at uh, ten thirty, and uh, what are you going to do with your extra time today?
1: Me? Oh, okay. I didn't know if you were talking to Andy or not. You said I interrupted you earlier. You did, because you did. Oh, okay. I am going to uh, continue on this Labor Day weekend laboring in the uh, newsroom I thought you said you were done. I'm done with newscasts, but I am laboring on Labor Day tomorrow, and I am preparing for tomorrow's morning drive segment. Don't you have to wait until news happens, until you write the news? I'm working on some special stories for tomorrow. Like what? A Labor Day story, history like, of Labor Day. Like what? Well, we talked about it an hour ago, the Pullman story and, and how that came to be. So it's um, already done, then. <laughs>
0: Excuse me. One of my favorite things Excuse is me. when <laughs> I take Andy right to the edge, <laughs> it's one of my favorite uh, things. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, you going to be doing a This Day in History?
1: Yes, right. We're going to be doing that tomorrow all right i'm done i'm
2: not talking to you
1: anymore
0: <laughs> what are you gonna do today andy
2: uh i'm gonna go home and uh take a quick nap because i'm going oh, to the tv station today. naps are so nice uh, do a little uh, do a little sports today on the, the and, old number nine watch
0: andy on the number nine tonight
2: well yeah. you're nice to him Look, give
0: me a minute <laughs> <laughs> still a honeymoon period yeah? <laughs> yeah i was nice to you the first 10 years uh-huh. too <laughs> <laughs> first 10 minutes maybe <laughs> uh, so oh we can watch Andy hey if you need a story about uh, Labor Day and Pullman uh, 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 Schwani's already got one written for you
2: yeah I was thinking about leading with that but yeah. uh, I think there'll be a couple other things that might take over what'll be the big story today the Northwestern? yeah Northwestern yeah. probably today yeah. and the Cubs uh, looking for a split of their series in Cincinnati as the, the uh, playoff chase continues yep yeah. Okay,
0: can look forward to that yeah, that'll be fun I'm also going to take a nap today. Naps are great. Nice. So like hot outside, you go inside the air-conditioned house. Oh, and it's, yeah. It's nice and ah. It's a great thing. And then I think I might work in the yard a little bit.
1: Cool. It's been are a you while. going to cook out?
0: It's been a while since I've given my neighbors the treat of looking at a big sweaty mess that I can be when I'm out
1: <laughs> working in the yard. Are you going to, Are you going to do any grilling? I think I might. Great weekend for it. Think, <laughs> Don't have to really fire up the grill. It's going to be hot enough. Oh, we anything I love out.
0: on a ninety-five degree day is standing in front of a hot grill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I think I'm going to grill some veggies. I'm going to make. I made uh, on TV the other day. I made a pasta salad with uh, some grilled veggies and uh, feta cheese and uh, pesto and a whole bunch of. It was a, a no meat in it at all. It was delicious. And I think I'm going to make that again today because I'm going to, uh, relatives tomorrow for a Labor Day get-together. So I think I'm going to make it a day ahead of time because pasta salad always tastes better the next day.
2: Yep, everything soaks in. Yep. Yep.
0: So I think I'm going to do that and then take another nap. Perfect. And uh, when I wake up from that, uh, take another nap Take again. another
1: nap after that. Yeah. Those naps
2: drink. make you tired. They're exhausting
0: <laughs> exhausting you have to keep waking up and going back to sleep yeah uh, we're going to get to our theater segment in just a moment uh, one of the classics of american musical theater has just opened out at the marriott lincolnshire theater uh, the great gypsy is coming up in just a minute
3: i will be swell you'll be great Starting here, starting now Honey, everything's coming up, roses
0: One of the songs from clear one of the greatest decks, musicals of all time Gypsy, that has just opened do, at the Marriott Theatre in Lincolnshire A uh, fantastic on, story on. of Honey, a stage mother fighting for her daughter's success And playing the great uh, star Rose is uh, lucia spina this time from broadway who joins us on the phone lucia thanks for joining us and welcome to wgn
3: good morning dean thank you
0: so nice to have you here with us i get goosebumps when i hear the songs from the show because it's just so quintessential how must you feel performing these great songs
3: oh i mean it's 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 a it's a ride I keep telling people, like, it's a train. You just jump on it, and you have to keep going. And these songs have been around forever, and the music is amazing, and the lyrics are amazing, and they're just, they're just timeless. It feels, you know, you feel a little bit like you're a part of history when you get to do stuff like this, you know?
0: Yeah, I, I would think so. Now, you've uh, starred in so many productions on Broadway. Is this your first time at the Marriott Lincolnshire?
3: It's not actually. I haven't been to the Lincolnshire since uh, two thousand five, two thousand six season. I I did Oliver here, um, <clears throat> eons ago, um, and then I moved to New York at the end of that, uh, end of two thousand six.
0: Okay. All right. So you're you kind of while. kind of back home again. It must. Is, is yeah. it is it fun to perform in the round like that and have people just an arm's length away from you?
3: Oh, yeah. I've always enjoyed performing in the round. Um, I think it's a really fun experience. I think as an actor, you get to be more of a person. You know, when you when you play in a pristine, you have to stand a certain way so people can see you. And in the round, there's always going to be somebody who can't see your face. But you act with all parts of your body. <laughs> you get to just, I don't know, I, I feel very comfortable in the round, personally. A much yeah.
0: more kind of, uh, or maybe uh, organic performance, right? Uh,
3: I think so, at least for me. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. that's how I feel. I feel like I can just be, which is nice. What do you
0: think the magic is behind Gypsy? Uh, I I don't know the year that it first came out, but I know it's been around for decades and decades, and there have been some classic performances. And there's something about this show that just doesn't matter what year, doesn't matter what generation, there's something about Gypsy that uh, is super relatable to people somehow.
3: Um, I think at the end of the day, it's a family story and, and how families survive, um, or don't survive. And I think it's relatable. Just, I think it's just super relatable at the end of the day. I think that's why it's lasted so long. I think it was 57, I think when it that
5: sounds, first that showed that up
3: seems on right. Broadway. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's just, I mean, outside of it being extremely entertaining, I, it's it's a family story. How, you know, how do you work, anybody who works with their family, you know, it's a challenge. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But just But just being in a family, period, even if you don't work with your family, there's always ups and downs and hard things and people get hurt even when other people have the best of intentions. And there's also great moments of joy where this family gets to celebrate and have a great time. And, you know, no family is perfect, and uh, I I think that's why this story sustains personally.
0: Yeah. Story of story of family, as you say, but in particular uh, a mother daughter story, which I think makes it so relatable. Yeah. But uh, uh, in in a greater sense, isn't it sort of it's a story of perseverance? It's a, a story of oh, never absolutely. never letting the obstacles of life get in the way of you doing what you want to do. Who can't relate to that or, or hopefully?
3: Oh, yes. You know. Oh, yes. And there's always going to be obstacles and you may or may not get through them. You know, you, excuse me, you may, not, you may or may not get what you ultimately wanted because of those obstacles, but how do you navigate through them? How do you <laughs> wake right. up in the morning and be like, I'm going to try again or I'm going to move on? Like those are choices every person makes every single day.
0: Rose is just such a, a great character uh, to be able to step into those shoes. Just you know, must be great. You you say you feel like you're a part of history. Uh, you know, being part yeah. of it, I can com- I, I completely understand that.
3: I mean, it's as as you know, many people say it, it's like the King Lear of roles for women in musical theater. Yeah. You know, she's rarely leaves the stage. She rarely shuts up, whether she's singing or speaking. Um, and she walks into a room and just commands it every single time. And so there's this massive energy that has to come along with the load of everything else in the show. And, uh, you know, it's it's. It's not the show that's done all the time. I mean, it's done often, but, you know, it it takes a lot. Yeah, I'll bet. mm -hmm.
0: I I was just going to ask, who's playing on stage with you?
3: So we have Nate Nathaniel Stampley, who's a a Chicago favorite, also a Broadway vet, um, playing Herbie. And uh, Lauren Maria Medina is playing Louise. And Tori Heinlein is playing... uh, I'm so sorry. It's plain June. Yeah. Um, so that makes up the the core family there. Um, Nate and I haven't worked together since we did Big River at Apple Tree Theater. Oh wow! <laughs> it's like 1999 2000 season, a very long time ago. So in, it's in really Highland Park. with him. Apple Tree mm-hmm. in Highland Park. Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. I haven't yeah, uh, I haven't thought about we that theater in, our our in a long long time. That's uh, that's a great well,
3: memory. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's gone now. But yeah, um, the great Eileen Bovers directed us in that, and it's just it's it's such a trip being reunited with Nate. So well,
0: yeah, well, um,
3: Gypsy, the girls are lovely. And, yeah, hmm?
0: Gypsy has uh, just opened at the Marriott Theater in Lincolnshire. It'll be there until October the fifteenth. Uh, you want great performances and great songs. Uh, this is the one to see, just one one of the great musicals of all time, Gypsy, starring uh, Lucia Spina as Rose. And I'm so glad you could join us today. I look forward to seeing the production soon.
3: Me too, Dean. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for joining us.